0: Seminar, a course or subject of study for advanced graduate students, an act of conferring or consulting together. Episode 49, Loyalty and Disobedience. They're placing the last student in the classroom now. Good. Initiate the new programming. Starting new programming in 5, 4, 3, 2, <sighs> oh, oh, oh! my head hurt.
1: Mine too.
2: Um, who are you?
1: Better yet, who am I? Good morning, students. Welcome to your seminar class. You are no doubt wondering why your head's hurt and your memory seems foggy. Apparently, there was an accident in the fourth-year science lab that released a fume which rendered everyone unconscious. There may also be missing moments in your minds, but they will fill in given enough time. Should any of these side effects last more than a few days, please report to the infirmary after class. In here, you will learn such valuable lessons as loyalty, thus experienced in our first story, Brad Hood
2: on, you're back. I'm so glad. <clears throat> you're hurt. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to. I'm fine, Dawn. The vampire in the east put up a fight, but he's ashes now. It just doesn't seem fair. What's not fair? You complete one mission, only to be sent on another one? What do you mean? A werewolf was spotted in the area. Isn't that why you're back so soon? A, a werewolf? But there hasn't been a wolf here since... No. It can't be! Rhiannon, wait! <laughs> ah, Rhiannon, how dare you barge into the library like this? Has it been confirmed, Elder? I don't know what. Is Is there a wolf here or not?! It was confirmed this morning. We just don't know why a werewolf would be here. It's Bartok. Where was he seen? Rhiannon, there's no reason for Bartok to return. The hell there isn't! Who's the one Red Hood that Bartok hates the most? All werewolves hate us. But who killed his entire pack? Oh. My. God. I... I didn't even think about her because she retired so many years ago. Retired or not, he's come back for his revenge. I'll dispatch a team of red hoods at once. (sighs) That'll take too long. Rhiannon, what do you think you're doing? Saving my grandmother! That's her house. I just hope I'm not too late There's claw marks on the door frame. Please no Grandma
1: Grandma where are you? It's a trap No,
2: no!
0: <laughs> How poetic I get to kill the old bitch and a pup in the same day.
2: You're just as ugly as I remember.
0: Have we met? Your scent is familiar.
2: You murdered my mother and father when I was a child. My grandmother raised me and I swore to kill you.
0: You're the bitch's grandchild? Oh, this is wonderful.
2: I'm going to send you to hell!
0: (laughs) You think you can fight me, pup? Very well.
1: Ah! Let's see what you can do.
2: My, what big teeth you have.
3: The better to eat you with, Red Hood. Uh,
2: Die, you bastard!
3: It'll take more than jumps to kill me, pup. Something is wrong with you.
2: You wish.
3: No, you're injured. I can smell the blood seeping from your wounds. Never fight a wolf when wounded. The smell of blood only makes us stronger. Prepare to join your pathetic family, whelp.
2: Not yet.
1: Oh.
2: I hit a dagger in my belt, but that's the least of your worries.
1: You bitch! That blade, it's...
2: It was my grandmother's sword. This is for my family, you monster! Burn in hell, you bastard.
4: and Little, do you know why this fraternity was formed?
2: (laughs) I can guess, Elder Red Hood. The Fraternity of the Hood was formed to help guard humanity against the darkness of our world. White Hoods heal the sick, Blue Hoods monitor and record events. And the Red Hoods... The Red Hoods were formed to hunt down and kill those who preyed on humanity. I know all of this, Elder Blue Hood. Hmm.
4: Then how do you explain your actions of yesterday?
2: Bartok was a threat to everyone in this region and beyond. He had to be stopped, Elder Whitehood.
4: Then you should have known better than to go off alone. With a wolf as old and strong as Bartok, you need at least two experienced warriors to defeat him.
2: Except I was able to kill him on my own.
4: It is true that you're a prodigy with a sword, and your instincts are almost without an equal. But your temper is untamed and clouds your judgment.
2: Am I to be expelled, then?
4: By all rights, you should be expelled from this fraternity at once. But as you stated, you fought Bartok and lived.
2: Bartok was a war wolf. He was trained to kill since birth and fought others like himself to the death to become a pack leader. In all of the chronicles of the fraternity's history, an outcome such as yours is unheard of. What does that mean?
4: It means you've become a person of interest to us, Sarianan. We have decided that you will remain a red hood. But for disobeying our laws, you shall be assigned a partner. A partner that will monitor your activities for no less than one month.
2: I'm to have a babysitter? For now, yes. Is there anything else you wish to address before we bring this meeting to a close? Yes, there is. I am not sorry for my actions. I did what I thought was right and I will continue to do so until I am no longer able. I am Rhiannon Little and I will always be a Red Hood.
1: As you can see, Regardless of disciplinary actions and events unfolding, loyalty and obedience to those who care for you is key to survival and finding your place among your peers. Hence why you have all been assigned a number to identify yourselves with, thus allowing for no confusion should an accident occur again. But it is our hope that you will rediscover yourselves through this class and the various lessons it entails. Experience what goes into identity in the next story. Speaking is easy. Murder is hard.
5: I've been looking for you.
3: Well, I've been looking for the will.
5: Fitz's body isn't even cold yet, Diane. Can can it wait a little?
3: If word gets out my brother's dead and we don't know who was supposed to replace him, we're done, Jimmy. If the McCarthy's...
5: I know, I know. Want me to get you a drink?
3: It's a little early
5: for scotch. It's six now. You've been in here a while.
3: Lots to go through. Nothing to drink. Just get me a cigarette.
5: All right. Here you go. And that's the death certificate. Thomas Samuel Fitzgerald, 1897 to 1925. Too young. Too young. Take a break. Why would he keep it in his desk? Isn't that kind of an obvious place for it?
3: He kept everything in here. Everything. If there's a will, it's in there.
5: What if there isn't one?
3: Then one of two things happens. Either I have to fight my way to the top and take over...
5: Or we get crushed. Exactly. I'm sorry about your brother, Diane.
3: <laughs> I'm sure you are.
5: <sighs> I am.
3: Please, don't treat me like one of the other girls in the family, Jimmy. I know you and Thomas. You and Fitz didn't get along very well. He only kept you around because it kept me off his back, and even then he was looking for a reason to get rid of you.
5: I wasn't going to bring that up.
3: Why not? We were both thinking it. Don't insult my dead brother by sitting here drinking his scotch and pretending you liked him.
5: <sighs> what do you want me to say, Diane? You're right. We didn't get along because he didn't like me getting so close to his sister. <sighs>
3: Why won't this drawer open? Oh
5: boy, long day. You're not supposed to be here, Jones. Why? Because of the bust Fitz's little bootlegging ring? Relax, I wasn't followed. Not like Fitz can do much about it now anyway.
3: (sighs) Forget it, Jones.
5: Miss Fitzgerald! Call me Harvey.
3: Let's stick to last names. The less I get to know you and your kind, the better.
5: Shame. Fitz always promised me I could get to know you better. Which brings me to the reason I'm here. Your brother owed me quite a bit in unpaid... dues, if you will. You'll get your bribe money when Diane sees fit. (laughs) That's just it, really. Diane... Your brother promised you to me eventually. I've come to collect.
3: The hell you will.
5: Come on, doll, I'm not that bad. I've had my eyes on you since the first time I met you. What'll it take to make you a cop's wife? You son of a... Language, Mr. Franklin. Diane, I'm afraid I'm more serious than you thought. Just put the gun down, Jones. It's Harvey. So here's my problem. With Fitzstead I've lost oh, three quarters of my income. Police work doesn't pay as much as you'd think. So I've decided now is a good time as any to fold and cut my losses. I'm leaving for Europe in three hours and hooking up with some cousins of mine in a very lucrative wine-brewing business. The McCarthy family is looking to expand, so I've arranged a little deal. I kill Fitz, I get the sister and the wine business. The McCarthy's pay top dollar, unlike this moonshine shacky I'm going on in here. Ugh, oh, what's wrong with this swill? You killed Fitz? <laughs> what's the matter, don't believe me? Here, hold my scotch. Try this in that drawer you were fussing with, dollface.
3: It's Fitz's key.
5: And what's in the drawer?
3: The will. The last will and testament of Thomas Fitzgerald.
5: (laughs) That's what I thought. There should be a message in there for you.
3: And to my sister Diane, it is my wish she strongly considers seeking the hand of my good friend Harvey Jones in marriage.
5: Hard to refuse the debt, isn't it? And let's be honest, what else are you going to do now? Hide out in here with this guy? Diane, he he killed your brother.
3: I never would have thought Fitz would have... He knew what he was getting into. You
5: can't be seriously thinking about this. Shh. Let's keep the gun our little secret, shall we?
6: Come on in. Nice and easy, Kappa. Take out your weapon and give it to me. Get your gun out of my face. I don't have one. Honest. He does. Of course he does. I'm not one of your family's boneheads. I'll take that gun in your jacket. Now, down to business. When the McCarthy's heard that Fitz died, we decided to move in. Now, if you guys were smart, you would have moved out by now. Then again, if Fitz were smart, he would have let me kill him. I knew it. Uh. (laughs) Oh, man. This guy tried to tell you that he killed Fitz, didn't he? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, poor cop. I'm still trying to score on his sister, eh? Oh, go on. Tell him
5: what happened. I took the key over his body in the alley. I just wanted to get to Diane, but the will was all Fitz. I swear. Liar. I'm not lying, I swear. Oh, yes.
6: Oh, that is quite a story you told there, copper. I'm not surprised why they didn't believe you. Uh, But we're running out of time. My family's decided to be much nicer to you trash than you deserve. So clear out. Clear out? The McCarthy family's taking over in here. Fitzgerald's out. Jones will be in touch with your cousins about the wine.
3: I'm not leaving my dead brother's things here.
6: You can take whatever we don't take out of the trash later, all right? Now scram. <sighs> We're not going I'm to count into three. One. Two. Three. <laughs> oh <Ow!
0: sighs>
5: Nice shot.
3: Thank you. Ow! See? Mm. Much better. Mm. This is why I didn't like the way Fitz ran things. Too much slime. Jimmy, get those guns from him, will you? Mind the Irish.
6: Damn Fitzgerald. The McCarthy's will have your blood for this.
3: No doubt. Now, you, McCarthy, are as full of it as Jones over there.
5: Call me Harvey.
3: Jones. McCarthy didn't kill Fitz any more than you did.
6: And how do you know that?
3: Because I did it. What, you? I didn't like the way he was running things. Getting people like Jones involved, diluting shipments to pad them out.
5: I knew there was something funny about that scotch.
3: getting into my personal life. I knew about the will. I knew what he wanted me to do. I I wasn't going to stand for it. My plan was to get rid of him and burn the will before anyone found it. And then, and then I was going to be with you, Jimmy. We would have run this town together. Things just got so, ugh, complicated. And
6: they're about to get even more complicated.
3: No! Jimmy! No! Damn it, McCarthy. am. I'm here. What? what? What do you need?
5: You weren't the one who killed Fitz. Of
3: course I wasn't. I was bluffing. I mean, McCarthy couldn't have done it, but he didn't need to know that. Oh, Jimmy, no.
5: You always knew
4: I never liked him. (laughs) Thought we could run this town together. (laughs) (laughs)
6: What are you going to do? Kill me? (laughs) There are 20 more McCarthy's where I came from.
3: None of them killed Jimmy.
5: I'm leaving for Europe in two hours. They coming with me or not
3: jimmy was supposed to be one of the good ones the jimmy i thought i knew would never have done this this business changes you changed me changed fits probably changed you too mccarthy's can have this place put that thing down before you hurt yourself i'll go with you there's nothing left for me here anymore let's go jones
5: It's Harvey.
1: You have each been given a copy of the rules for this institution, and you must abide by them and report any disloyalty to your instructors. I expect your papers on what you learned today by noon tomorrow. Until then, class dismissed.
0: Featuring the voice talents of Peter Catt as Dr. Eli, Randy Bauer as Klaus von Schmenderfield, Perry Whittle as Student 33, M. Sierra Garcia as Student 29, Kristen Bays as Instructor. Written by Bernadette Groves. In Red Hood, Deborah Adams as Dawn, Heidi Tabbing, a.k.a. Adel Moro, as Rhiannon, Lynn Cullen as Elder Blue Hood, Hannah Jang Condell as Grandmother, Peter Cat as Bartok. Frank Harbuck III as Elder Red Hood. Jennifer Couch as Elder White Hood. Written by Frank Harbuck III. In Speaking Is Easy, Murder Is Hard, Dave Morgan as Jimmy. Charlotte Ann as Diane. Russell Gold as Jones. Paul Bruggeman as McCarthy. Written by Jack Colt, Directed by Vincent Morrison. Shorts edited by Susan Bridges. Rapper edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Music by Vincent Morrison. Seminar theme by Vincent Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2013, Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2013, Pendant Productions.
5: For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. The world as we know it has ended. Look at it out there! Does that seem like a snow-capped forest to for you? <laughs> this is Brian Dusty's... Uh, uh, it's a decade-old breadstick on the floor of the Olive Garden. And things are not exactly what you would expect. You just don't kill people. That's exactly what you do when a guy shows up completely out of nowhere in a perfectly tailored pinstripe suit carrying a briefcase and a very fine umbrella
0: during the post-apocalypse! Have I got a deal for you. This is literally... Exactly what you want.
5: And student 33 begins to question.
0: I don't understand it, but I just met you, and I know I would give up everything to save you. Seminar, episode 50, April
5: 12, 2013. Only at PendantAudio.com.
1: Can
0: you tell me what happened to Justine?